0: oh baby it's my second favorite time of the year it's great to be with you i'm pete mundo heartland college sports weekly part of heartlandcollegesports.com your independent big 12 digital media outlet it's always great to be with you especially as we get ready for march madness my goodness this is awesome absolutely awesome if you're on the radio appreciate you guys being here Uh, Quick caveat, a lot of affiliates are going to be carrying this show on different days this week. This is always the most difficult radio show to do every year because, you know, moving parts, games happening. So bear with us uh, this week. I mean, we try to make things as generic as we can, but we're never perfect. So and if you're on the podcast, hit that subscribe button, leave a rating and a review, and we'll send you a free Heartland College Sports koozie in the mail. If you send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. It's great to have you guys here. And uh, let's just start off with with why I love this time of year. I mean, my favorite time of year is late August, early September, getting ready for college football for obvious reasons. College football is my favorite sport. Uh, No questions asked. And it will forever be my favorite sport and favorite time of year. I love fall. I love football. I love the anticipation of getting ready for the season. Everything about it is just, uh, gosh, you live for it in many ways, right? But then this time of year, Conference Tournament Week in the March Madness. And by the way, Matthew Postens had such great coverage for us on heartlandcollegesports.com. Men's and women's Big 12 tournaments last week. That guy uh, was on absolute fire. So uh, we did great coverage there on the website last week. And now Selection Sunday, March Madness, it's just, it's rocking and rolling. So for me, this time of year, you're getting going in springtime, right? You're kind of starting to feel that spring air, which is great, long overdue. It's been, you know, three months of winter. You're ready to burst out a little bit and get going. And uh, Selection Sunday, Daylight Saving Time, spring those clocks forward into of course the ncaa tournament so there's so many reasons the excitement of this week the excitement of the weekend the time of year it all really meshes and molds well together so that's why for me i absolutely love it now for the big 12 uh let's look at what happened here six teams are going dancing you got a couple of one seeds of course and i'm not surprised baylor deserved the one seed as did kansas obviously even though baylor came up short in the Big 12 tournament in the quarterfinals, their resume was well worth a one seed. You have Baylor as a one seed in the East. You've got Kansas as the one seed in the Midwest. And then uh, you've got Texas Tech as a three seed in the West. And uh, let's go from there to TCU is a nine seed in the South. And then, of course, you've got the Texas Longhorns as a six seed in the East. So that's where things uh, stand right now, and you know what? I think overall the Big 12 did well. Do I think Oklahoma deserved a shot? Yes. Nobody had a, a bigger win on the bubble than Oklahoma beating Baylor in the quarterfinals. They played Texas Tech down to the wire in the Big 12 semifinals. Arguably a controversial ending. I understand that. I, you know, not that I have every resume of every bubble team side by side. And not that, you know, I admit I'm biased to the Big 12, and I watch more Big 12, obviously, than any other conference. But I thought Oklahoma deserved a chance to be in. How they played as of late, down the stretch, getting the Baylor win, I would have put them in, but I understand why they were left out. That's that's my assessment of OU at this point in time. But 6-in, what we expected really going into a Big 12 tournament week, the question was how might the seating change, and uh, the Big 12 ended up getting a lot of respect with two number one seeds, a three seed. And then eh, maybe you take issue with Iowa State as an 11, maybe. But let's be honest, Cyclones, you know, solid resume, NCAA tournament resume. But a lot of that's based on what happened very early in the season, in the non-conference and also, you know, early in conference play. So it is what it is. So now you look at the paths to getting to the final four and that's that's obviously the first question for baylor norfolk state then it would be north carolina marquette in a theoretical 1819 game followed by you know whoever you want to look at here whether it's uh, saint mary's indiana ucla akron and then the bottom half of that bracket kentucky texas is the six purdue Murray State. I mean, it's a solid bracket in the East. There's no doubt about it. It's a solid bracket in the East. And I do believe that it's harder than what Kansas's path is. I mean, Baylor, you know, bumping into any of these teams, Sweet 16 and beyond, you're going to have a game. There's no doubt in my mind you're going to have a game with any of these teams. Kentucky, uh, Texas, Purdue, UCLA, uh, St. Mary's. I mean, even some of the Double-digit seeds you look at and you say, yeah, well, you know, if you get a Cinderella in here, uh, absolute- Virginia Tech. I mean, heck, you know, Virginia Tech is sitting there playing Texas in the uh, first round, and look at what Virginia Tech did, knocking off Duke to win the ACC tournament. So uh, it's, a, it's a tough region, right? Then you look at the Midwest, and even Bill Self. Bill Self is not a guy who's going to be like, yeah, you know, I think we got a great path to a Final Four. That's not who Bill Self is. But when Bill Self says on Selection Sunday, as he said, I don't hate our draw, (laughs) that's as close as you're going to get to Bill Self saying, I like our draw. I I like our path that we play our basketball. And by the way, he should like his path more than Baylor. One seed, so you're talking about Texas Southern. Then it's uh, San Diego State or Creighton. Now Creighton did get to the Big East uh, championship game against Villanova and played them tight, but I'm not going to sit here and worry about Creighton right now in the second round for Kansas. Looking at Iowa Providence as the five fours. If you look at a matchup theoretically in the uh, Sweet 16, and and Providence won the Big East regular season. They got you know smoked, smoked by Creighton in the Big East uh, semifinals. But Providence a very good team. Bottom half of that bracket in the Midwest. You're looking at, you know, Wisconsin, Auburn. Some of the shine has maybe worn off a little bit. Auburn did not have a good SEC tournament. We know that much. But still, I mean, this is, uh, this is an interesting, interesting draw where you don't say to yourself, if you're Kansas, like there's the obvious team that's going to get in your way right now. I'm just not seeing it. So Kansas's path to the Final Four is absolutely better than Baylor's. And the other reason Kansas should be feeling good right now is Remy Martin. Remy Martin for the entire season was such an enigma. And then this dude, you know, really turns it on the last couple of games. Now, he says it's partially because or maybe large part because his uh, knee is feeling good. He's been dealing with that knee issue for, uh, you know, most of the season, certainly the second half of the season, no questions asked. But now he's in a place where this guy, you know, he's playing some of his best basketball and most productive basketball the last couple of nights of the Big 12 tournament. He goes from playing 12 minutes against West Virginia to playing 19 minutes against TCU to then 26 minutes against Texas Tech, and he scored the last 10 points of the first half against Texas Tech, really got him going again. Those 26 minutes, the most minutes played by Remy Martin, going back to Saturday December 11th, when he played 29 minutes against Mizzou and scored 10 points in that game. His 12 points against Texas Tech, his highest output since he scored 15 against Stephen F. Austin back on December 18th. So this guy is starting to turn it on. Bill Self has wanted him to turn it on for the entire season, and it looks like it's actually happening now. And if Remy Martin becomes the guy that we all thought he could be. Remember, this guy was the preseason Big 12 player of the year. Transferred from Arizona State, led the Pac 12 in scoring last year, took his name out of the NBA draft, and transferred to Kansas. If this team starts clicking like it was in the Big 12 tournament with Remy Barton adding depth as a result to that team as well, it really does change the outlook for this Kansas team that can go on to win a national championship. There's there's no doubt about it. This team can then go on to win a uh, a national championship. So uh, you gotta like you gotta like things right now if you're the Jayhawks. You gotta like things right now. And Dave McCormick's looking good. The foot's looking solid. I mean, as solid as it's looked and it can look. But the fact that he played 29 minutes against Texas Tech tells me that Bill Sell feels like that that injury he can nurse that thing enough and have himself a very very solid. Uh, NCAA tournament so it's just huge it really changes things in a big way for Bill Self and I think he's starting to notice that hey college basketball fans we've got a great deal right now with our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook turn your team's victory into your own big win new customers right now can bet five dollars on any team to win and get two hundred dollars in free bets if they do it's that simple if they win you win So go bet your favorite team right now and get in, by the way. And even if Sportsbook is not available in your state yet, you can still join the College Hoops action with DraftKings Pools. Yeah, everyone can play free pools all March long for a shot at a share of over $250,000. Simply join a pool, answer the question like, who will make it to the next round, who will hit the most three-pointers, and then track your results. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and use our promo code HCS that's HCS and bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do if they win you win with our promo code HCS this week at DraftKings Sportsbook 21 plus restrictions apply see show notes for details now Texas Tech talk about the Red Raiders here you got Montana Montana State in the first round then theoretically, uh, Alabama, let's say, followed by uh, Duke or Michigan State. Uh, Not easy, especially Coach K's last NCAA tournament. Although, you know, we've seen what's happened to Duke here lately. Uh, It hasn't really exceeded expectations. So Tech, the thing for Tech is what can they do offensively? We know they're limited offensively. Can the defense do enough? Can it show up when it needs to? And in the big dance, you got to have uh, that go-to. You do. And, and you know, I mean, whether it's Bryson Williams or Terrence Shannon Jr., they have guys, but do they have the guy that you're going to have the confidence in to make that big play, to make that big shot? You know, you have a great mixture of guys, right? But I just wonder if, if Mark Adams uh, feels like he has that, that guy, Um, but their defense can carry them a very long way. Here's the thing that I like for the Big 12, by the way. The Big 12 was so stacked this year. I mean, every single night was a dogfight. There was no easy game in this league. None. West Virginia was the last place team in the conference. Ask anybody if they want a Bob Huggins-coached West Virginia team to be the supposed soft spot of a league schedule. It's crazy how good and deep this league was this year. That's going to help these teams come tournament time. There's two schools of thought. One is they're all burnt out. I don't, I don't buy that. I don't. I think these guys are going to lock down defense. I think Tech's going to have a, a really nice run. And if they meet Duke in a Sweet 16, you flip a coin. But I think Tech is, is well positioned, by the way. And the one seat, of course, in that uh, West region is uh, Gonzaga. Now, you look at the other teams in this league that we haven't talked about yet. Uh, Texas in the East as that sixth seed against Virginia Tech. It's always tough when you're playing a team that's got a hot hand, right? Virginia Tech winning the ACC tournament. But it feels like that goes one of two ways. Either a team like Virginia Tech totally bombs out in the first round. Everyone picks them, and there's hype around them. And, oh, boy, they won the ACC. And then they totally flame out. But Texas, you want to talk about not being able to predict a team – it's Texas. They get bounced in the uh, first round of the Big 12 quarterfinals. Chris Beard lights his team up. I mean, he was not a happy camper with his team, and nor should he have been a happy camper with his team after they lost in the first round or in their first game of the Big 12 tournament. But then you also say, you know, if this team clicks, it can get to a Final Four, right? Like, that's what's uh, infuriating about the Texas Longhorns. If you're a Texas fan, it's... it's <laughs> Very difficult to square things with the Longhorns and make sense of it all. Very, very difficult. And, you know, Chris Beard, by the way, wore that frustration on his sleeve after they lost. All right? It's like, which team am I getting here? Who am I getting here? And Texas has lost three games in a row. Baylor at Kansas and then to TCU in the Big 12 tournament last week. So... Has the team checked out on Beard? I don't know. But, you know, we'll we'll see. I, I, I just don't love the matchup more because of Texas than because of Virginia Tech. I just don't know what Texas team you get. TCU. This is the most intriguing first-round game to me of anybody in the Big 12. I mean, I am so fascinated by this game. It's an 8-9 matchup, always typically a good game. But yeah, you think about Seton Hall, all right? Seton Hall is a team... Where uh, rebounding, front court depth, that is their strength. All right, they're one of the best offensive rebounding teams in the country. Their defense is elite. And that matches up with a TCU team that's also one of the best defensive teams in the tournament this year. I I mean, they do an outstanding job. They held Big 12 opponents to 31% shooting during the regular season. So you're looking at probably a 48-47 kind of game here. Maybe i will be a little bit uh, dramatic. But, I mean, this is uh, this is just a great... If you just want to grind it out, college basketball, NCAA tournament game. By the way, you're going to have to wait for it because it's going to be late at night on, on Friday, last game of the night on Friday. Uh, but I think you're going to get a good one. This is one that's worth waiting up for. Now, if TCU wins... Can they theoretically beat Arizona, one seed in the second round? Yeah, uh, I love you, TCU. I love you, but I I don't see it. The only advantage that TCU has is that Arizona's a very young group overall, very young group, wildly talented, massive size in the front court but inexperienced so uh, you know if you're able to take advantage maybe get them on the ropes keep it close for a while and then you know get them a little uh, antsy get them nervous first game of this magnitude for a lot of these guys that's what makes this very interesting and that's maybe where you say to yourself hey why not why not tcu but i'm not predicting that by any stretch And last but not least, uh, the Big 12 matchup we haven't talked about yet, Iowa State LSU. So the Cyclones are elite defensively, all right? You talk about the advanced metrics. They are one of the best defensive teams in America, all right? You talk about uh, turnover percentage, three-point percentage allowed, they are as good as it gets. When you talk about uh, Coach Otzelberger's first year, OTS as they call him, first year in Ames. So you're very, very pumped about that. Obviously, defense in the NCAA tournament travels, all good. Isaiah Brockington can take over a game at any moment. Penn State transfer has really been uh, an outstanding piece for this. He has been the piece offensively, 17 and a half points per game. But if he doesn't get it going, I mean, the offense just is not there. It's not there for Iowa State and that's what's concerning for this team that's also lost 3 games in a row lost to Oklahoma State late in the regular season they only scored 36 points in that game lost at Baylor um and then you know Texas Tech blew them out in the Big 12 tournament quarterfinals by 30 they only scored 41 points in that game so the offense right now is is a concern now LSU weird spot for LSU they just fired their head coach You got one of the youngest and least experienced teams in the entire NCAA tournament. A high turnover rate. They struggle with perimeter shooting. Um, So all those things benefit Iowa State in this game. And I like the Cyclones in this first round game. I I really like the Cyclones in this first round game. And, uh, you know, I, I, I like the matchup a lot for them. But LSU does defend the three well, and they force turnovers on their end. So you want to talk about another potentially low-scoring game, you can make the case this is also a game that's played in the 50s. But of the Big 12, I mean, I, I think all these teams are in very, very good places right now, and we should feel good. Outside, the team I feel worst about is is Texas in the opening weekend here. That's the team that I feel the worst about right now I, i'm happy to be proven wrong about this it's not a texas bias i just i don't know what to bring to the table i have no idea what they are bringing to the table and that's where you sit here and you say to yourself you throw your hands up and you say anybody's guess what do you got pete mundo heartland college sports weekly part of heartlandcollegesports.com you're independent big 12 digital media outlet it is great to be here with you for another week we love being with you guys and uh, i i do have to give you my final four picks all right i've got to do it and here we go i'm going with some chalk all right not all chalk but some chalk and that can be multiple things once you hear my final four and uh, you hear the word chalk don't hate me by the way but here we go in the west i'm going with number one seed gonzaga in the east i'm going with number two seed kentucky In the Midwest, I am going with number one seed, Kansas. And in the South, I am going with number two seed, Villanova. That's the alma mater, by the way, so I got to roll with my cats, okay? That's how I see it playing out Final Four. And in the championship game, to show I've got some ability to be unbiased, Kansas beating Villanova gonzaga beating kentucky and the kansas jayhawks who are clicking at the right time coming out of the best conference in america yes this one the big 12 are your national champions on april 4th monday in new orleans there you go there you have it that is my final four that is what my bracket is going to look like i'm pete mundo Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. It is always great to be here with you guys as we um, talk through this thing and get you ready for March Madness. By the way, if you're on the radio, just know we're going to have a a lot of special podcasts coming up throughout the weekend. Uh, We'll probably do one a day after the games are played. So be sure to find us on the podcast, hit that subscribe button. And if you're on the podcast, a rating and a review is always appreciated. Uh, send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at com, and I'll get you all hooked up uh, with a free Heartland College Sports cozy. Thanks so much, guys. We got a lot more content coming your way this week. And, hey, don't forget about our partnership with DraftKings, our promo code there, H-C-S, at DraftKings great partners, and a big way to help out this site and this show as well. I'm Pete Mundo, heartlandcollegesports.com. Take care. Have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you soon here on Heartland College Sports.